This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Candidly Keisha. Keisha Knight-Polium has grown up on TV, playing characters on shows like The Cosby Show to Tyler Perry's House of Pain. They know Rudy. They know Miranda. I've been in the business literally for 36 years. Keisha's an actress, philanthropist, foodie, and now host of her own podcast. This is an opportunity for you, my friends, my fans, to get to know me, just Keisha. This is Candidly Keisha. It is Friday again. I swear, I always say this, but these weeks, like, I don't know where the time is going. They say as you get older, though, time goes by faster. Mm -hmm. And I can attest to that because we're almost halfway through 2017, and this is bananas. (laughs) But in the studio today, I have a very special friend, sister. I know y'all are like, how many damn sisters you got, Keisha? (laughs) But that's why I think it's weird, like, when other women are like, I don't have female friends. I don't Mm -hmm. have women friends. I'm like, well, I have a whole, I have an amazing village Mm -hmm. of women who, you know, and not just friends for the last two years, but 10 plus years, most of my friends have been. 10 plus. How many years has it been, Sabine? Um, You were in college. I was in college. You were what, like a sophomore? Yeah. It was summer, I was like, ooh, 19, Oh, you getting old. <laughs> you still older than me, though. <laughs> oh, goodness. But um, so Sakina, hi, and Ella's in the building. Say hi, Ella. You going to say hi today? Okay, she's, she's um, <laughs> she'll have something to say a little later on. But, um, yeah, so Sakina Hakeem. Yes. And I just, I'm so proud of you. Um, I wanted to, this show to talk about, you know, we're coming up on Camp Kizzy, my nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we have. We share our love for giving back and helping others. Mm -hmm. And Sakina, she's like my baby. She's my sister, but she's my baby too, because I'm so much older than her. (laughs) (laughs) But she's doing so, so, such great work in social work and with group homes and she has about a million and 40 degrees and <laughs> you can tell them about the work that you do out in california okay um hello everyone thank you again sis for having me of course. so happy to be here um so what i do is i'm running a nonprofit organization in la it's called the oz hakeem foundation and what we do is support families affected by incarceration So with that, we do different things with the families as far as case management, and we do support groups. With the support groups, we kind of assist the families with working on the triggers and things with the transition. So we work with the adults who were formerly incarcerated. Uh Bless you, Ella. (laughs) We work with the adults that were formerly incarcerated, and we work with the teens that have parents that are incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And what we also do, which is, um, what I know this was happened to be very important is, um, we do hikes every month with the okay. families. And with that, when I went to an event in L.A., I realized there are so many programs that are trying to support families that are affected by incarceration, but they do a lot of the stuff in-house. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you do the kids' stuff with the kids, you take the kids somewhere, you take the family somewhere. 
please, please, please sign us up, sign us up. So we started doing a membership program that uh-huh. was free for kids ages five and up. So as soon as things come up, we just alert them. We help with transportation. We provide food. And we just we just keep it going. We keep active. I um I treat everyone who joins the foundation like a family. Yeah. So, because that's what it's all about. My father was incarcerated most of my life. Yeah, Mm -hmm. my father was incarcerated uh, for eight years of my life. He got locked up when I was twelve. And what I tell a lot of the youth that I work with, we should call your daddy. We should. Call no, we shouldn't. Who knows what your daddy? Yeah, you can't put say. him on speakerphone. You can't give him a warning. Oh my But um, what I tell a lot of the youth that um, I work with is, you know, military brats. As you travel a lot, um, I was a fugitive brat. I had no idea until my dad finally got caught when we moved to Atlanta that he was on the run my whole childhood. And it didn't, I mean, it shook me because, you know, my dad was like a saint in front of me. But as I get older and learn more and more about his story and his journeys, (laughs) it's interesting. It's almost like an American gangster tale. No, it is. Yeah. It's like kingpin. I know. So um, it's funny when I tell the kids now because it's like fugitive, Brad, they think it's just like so cool. But a lot of things that I, what's really making me more passionate about my work is that when I was young and it happened, I couldn't share my story. Yeah. I went to a very small private school, and um, I didn't want anybody in my family's business. And it was kind of embarrassing, you know. And today, even it was, it's as common as it was, it is today as it was in the past, but the youth now are more comfortable with, you know, joining organizations and saying, yeah, you know, my dad's locked up, my mom's incarcerated. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but I held it in until, like, he was released when I graduated mm-hmm. from college. But... Um, as I'm, what I'm learning now and what I'm teaching with the youth and families that I work with, the moments is still is still a trigger. Because right. people don't think um, having an incarcerated parent is trauma. Yeah. They think it's just, you know, an experience <laughs> is, comma, is, is common. But it was a, it was a trauma. There's so many adjustments yeah. you go through. So um, when I talk to the kids, it brings up so many stories and memories and things that I thought I forgot. Yeah. So it's always important for me to reset. And you said something that's really important. I'm sorry. I'm listening. But Ella is over here like paying peekaboo with James. (laughs) And it is the cutest thing I've ever seen because she is having a great time. Uh But we this is it's a theme that we talk about here a lot at Candle Keisha Mm -hmm. in terms of sharing your journey. Mm -hmm. And so often people only want to share their highlights. Yeah. And how important it is to truly empower people and only also to heal and empower yourself mm-hmm. is to share your journey right. and all that you've been through. Right. And I feel that, you know, true healing comes when you can come to the place where you can talk about it and realize that, you know, this was one moment that it was just a moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's not your story. Mm-hmm. It's not the totality of who you are. It's not the end. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because me and mom were talking about that just this morning mm-hmm. that, you know, this is just one, like, when you go through things, it could be one sentence in your book. Mm-hmm. It's not even a page. It's right. not a chapter. Right. It becomes that if we allow it to. Right. It becomes that if we allow it to grow and manifest mm-hmm. and, and fester and continue mm-hmm. along that path. Mm-hmm. And when you acknowledge it and you keep moving, mm-hmm. you learn the lesson, you apply the lesson so that you don't have to revisit the lesson. Right. Um, so that's really important that you're sharing it with these kids because I feel like, being that we live in this age of social media mm-hmm. and everything kind of being so accessible, it's even though on the surface level, 
they're okay with sharing it. The truth is, is that there is still that trauma underlying yep. mm-hmm. that's going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they may seem nonchalant. They may seem as though, oh, it's nothing to talk right. about what's happening. Right. Know that you're doing something right. really big right. in empowering them of course. to to realize, like, not only I share it, mm-hmm. but I share it in that did not define nor stop me. And exactly. look what I'm doing now and today. Exactly. That's Sorry, cool. as I'm getting no, my cool. booby out to feed my child. It's cool. James is used to this. <laughs> this is kind of what we do over here. Yeah, you're hungry. She's hungry. Yeah, I um. So I partner with like a lot of or- local organizations in Los Angeles, and um, okay, Mama. Okay. One in particular, I speak at high schools. It's called Pops the Club, and the founder. When I spoke to the youth there. When I was done, the way I was received, she was entirely shocked because she said some kids that don't even speak to the speakers afterwards, they just keep going. I had kids staying to take pictures with me. I had kids asking me my story, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions because we also provide a mentoring component. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one thing I didn't like. I didn't have through the time that my dad was incarcerated. I didn't look for it. I had void. So, like, I talk about making sure you try to find the best voids to fill <laughs> you know you can fill the healthy ones you can fill the bad ones so what were your voids? my voids when well, my dad wasn't there uh-huh. so um i immediately like took to some of my friends dads and like made them like my uncles mm-hmm. um you know and then there's the you know certain boyfriends that had certain lifestyles <laughs> you know you kind of it just happens and you don't realize and you're cre- you're recreating a pattern that yeah. you don't realize yeah until after the fact yeah after the fact so it's like Oh, okay. I'm glad I ended that because it would have been like me reliving what my mom did with my dad if right. I, you know, would have stayed with that. But I'm um, going to tell people all the time, like, the kids ask, you know, have you forgave your father? Um, you know, um, of course, yes. Because um, in what his mindset was, it was survival. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he wasn't thinking he didn't care about his family and the decisions that he decided to make. It was what he thought was best. It was the only thing he knew how to do. And I can't change that. Let's go back. You just, you just, you just, um, you just stepped on like a, a key point. Okay. So I know your story, mm-hmm. but I know our listeners don't. Mm-hmm. So where's your dad? Start from the beginning. Like, you know, where was your dad from? You said that was all he knew how to do. Mm-hmm. Kind of set the stage okay. for us. So my dad is a Midwest guy. He's from Cleveland, Ohio. Yo, Cleveland, y'all got a lot going on in Cleveland. Y'all just had someone running around these streets, killing people on Facebook. Uh, That was so unfortunate. And I I don't mean it in a, I don't mean to in any way take away from the severity Mm -hmm. of that situation. Because that was really unfortunate. And my heart does do, my heart absolutely goes out to the victim's Mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Cleveland, they got a lot going on in Cleveland. Okay, so go ahead. (laughs) So, you know, that's where he's from. And he moved to LA. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm still learning more about my dad, but he wrote, like, you know, a book. And mm-hmm. so my dad made it where I read his book to learn more about his story. <laughs> so when he was in L.A., he did, like, a lot of trafficking, um, drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. And um, his case ended up happening in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So um, what my dad was for the family, he pretty much was the provider. Mm-hmm. My aunts, uncles, everyone. his parents, everyone looked to him. So either everyone was either people were running for him in the family you know, you know, working for him or, you know, just relied on this some kind of way. So he was the kingpin. No one asked any questions. He was the king. No one, you know, he, that's all the respect. And all I saw was everybody respected my dad. And you that didn't was know it. why. I didn't know why. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I wasn't as young as I was then. If I was that same age now, I would kind of know what was going on. But I but was just so like naive. Four. 
four, five. Yeah, but even until I was like 10, 11, I still didn't know. Okay. So like, um, we moved a lot. But you, so when, when you were little, why did you move? Like, what was the excuse? Um, well, he found a new house in the Valley. We just, we still kept our apartment, you know, in South Bay. And then we went to the house in the Valley at times. I just knew we had a house for the pool. That's all I knew. It was never no, it was never no, hey, you know, oh, why are we moving? I didn't ask any questions. Right, you like, oh, we got a pool? We got a pool. I got my own room. I got to sleep with my little brother. Okay, we good. So um, I didn't ask any questions. And whenever we visited my dad, like, we'll go to the Midwest to visit him. Mm-hmm. And we'll go, um, he asked me questions. It was like a vacation. Right. Now, when I was in L.A. growing up, my friends were like, what does your dad do? And I didn't know what to tell them. So my what dad, did your dad tell you that he did? He was getting ready to tell me he um bought and sold land. Not real estate. Land. He, just, he bought and sold land. That was the story my dad told me. And I was just so happy as a young girl that I could say what my dad did. Yeah. So um, when we moved to Atlanta, my brother was at Morehouse. Mm-hmm. And um, he went, we drove to visit him. I'm thinking we're just coming to visit him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you like Atlanta? I'm like, yes, we're moving here. And you know I'm like what? bummed because I I liked it but I'm bummed because I was in a Muslim, I was in a Muslim school in L A and it only stopped at like elementary so I was ready to go to public school middle nope, school just like, kidding they found you they found school, me a Muslim school right out here <laughs> <laughs> so I was locked in I was like dang you know it's not fair the older boys got to go to public school I was ready to follow right behind them so um you know we got out here and but my dad was more I never felt like my dad was never home but he was all gone a lot for business but he was really present and when we got here he was more present he was taking us to school he was picking us up so so when he came to atlanta was he trying to get out of the business or this was a business move or- it, it still was a business move. okay like he's not he wasn't gonna work nowhere else you right. know what i mean so he still was my dad when we moved here i was 11 my dad's 40 years older than me so yeah so okay. he was still young so um it was still a business Glad you think move. 40 was still young. Good. Anyway. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Okay, guys. Y'all know how I love a deal here at Cantley Keisha. I have a new one for you. It's called Jet. It's a shopping site that makes it easy to save money on the stuff that you buy all of the time. It's two-day delivery on thousands of everyday essentials, free returns within 30 days, free shipping on orders over $35. And this is the key. As you put stuff in your in your cart, the price drops. So you buy two things, then you buy three, and then the price of those items continue to fall. It is amazing. And what I love, especially being a new mom, I can shop from the bed, the couch, the kitchen, anywhere I need to. They have a great selection, competitive prices, and great ways to save money. So fast and free shipping, and I love that there's absolutely no membership fee. For all the Candidly Keisha listeners, they have a very, very special promo. For $10 off your first three orders, over $35, visit Jet.com and enter promo code Keisha at checkout. So listen, for $10 off your first three orders, over $35, visit Jet.com, and that's J-E-T.com, and enter promo code Keisha at checkout. I promise you will not be disappointed. And the terms and conditions apply, so see Jet.com for the details.
You're listening to Candidly Keisha. We are back. Candidly Keisha here more with Sakina Hakim. She is giving us some of her tricks to the trade of staying rejuvenated, refreshed, recharged, and, um, you know, just meditation and prayer and eating healthy. But you said something that was really important that, you know, health really does come from like stress and worry and Mm -hmm. those things, no matter how much you're eating well and exercising can have an adverse Mm -hmm. effect on your health. So your brother told you you were going to get an ulcer. Yeah, he told me I was going to get an ulcer the way I worried. I worried about everything. (laughs) <laughs> Everything I look, and I, when I, as I matured, you know, after that, and, and continue to mature, you can't stress what they say. Don't stress about what things you don't have control over. Right. You know, it took it. T- it takes a while because you want, especially when you're the one that wants to help everybody. You know, you got like, you ain't got control over that, and then you gotta. And then you try. also have to, you know, you can't help people who don't want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. That too. So, um, you know, and that, that shaved friendships as well. You know, you can't, can't be everybody's helper. I can't be everybody's savior. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have some, you know, some friendships lost. But, you know, everyone serves their course. Yeah. Uh, supposed to can't be. take everybody with Mm-mm. you. Can't take everybody with you. No. Not at all. Okay. So, you mentioned you have, so how many, I know this answer, but you have how many brothers? I have three brothers. So me and Sakina share this, although I'm the oldest, and you are the middle-ish kind of, kind sort of. of. Two older brothers, and my baby brother is, what, five years younger than me? Mm-hmm. 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 So, and that's kind of how, like, neither one of us have sisters, mm-hmm. like, biological, by sisters who are related biologically, but this is my little sister from another mister. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Dad, my daddy love you too. Huh? And my daddy loves some Keisha. Oh my goodness, your daddy has <laughs> jokes for days. But we actually met um long, 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 many, many moons ago. Um, I dated her oldest, well, middle, next to oldest brother. Mm-hmm. Hakeem's the oldest brother, and that's originally how we met. And I always joke that you know I got rid of him, but she kept me. I kept Sakina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She kept me. <laughs> but so I'm trying to think, what else? And, you know, the other amazing part of the story is despite, you know, your father's background and, you know, what he went through, you know, he did what he felt he needed to do. Because mm-hmm. your dad, did he finish high school? Um, I don't, he said he did. My dad tells me a lot of things. <laughs> so, but my <laughs> point is he didn't. He may he didn't go to college for he sure. He didn't go to college. And it's amazing that, you know, grandpa, he's grandpa was a hustler too. Yeah, grandpa. You know, anybody that, anybody that owned a barbershop. <laughs> grandpa had a barbershop, ran some numbers. My um my grandma <laughs> Mamie ran the numbers. She was no joke too. <laughs> but with that, he had four children who have been successful in their own right. And that's really big. Okay. You know, he wanted something better for you guys, mm-hmm. and that has outpictured itself in terms of a better um, life for y'all. You know, all of you went to college. Did Salim graduate? Not from college. Not from college. You know, football players, they yeah. took a little break. Yeah. Well, <laughs> two football players took a little yeah, break. Yeah, two football players. They, edu- they educated them. They, <laughs> <laughs> so you're... Oldest brother graduated went to Morehouse, from Morehouse, and I went to Clark Atlanta. You went to Clark Atlanta. Rang Clark Atlanta. Yay! And then, um, 
Oz, who played professionally, mm-hmm. went to San Diego State. San Diego State. San Diego State. And then Salim, the baby, who also played professionally mm-hmm. in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Where did Salim go? He went to, well, he, he did the JUCO route, uh-huh. junior college junior route. Junior college. Uh, and then he did um, Tarleton State. He Tarleton went to a D2 State. school. Okay. So, yeah. So, mm-hmm. daddy didn't do half bad. Didn't do too bad. He didn't do half bad. Not at all. <laughs> so, what is your dad doing, and how is he doing today? He's doing great. Um, enjoying the re- fugitive retirement, I guess. <laughs> he lives in Vegas. He's just relaxing. Um, daily, my dad's seventy-two now. Um, by the grace of God, he looks great. He's in good health. Um, but <laughs> you talk to him, he's like, "Oh, you know, just doctor's appointment, gym." Pharmacy, <laughs> that's his routine now. He ain't got nothing else to do. Picks up his lady from work, and you know they got the same routine all the time. I love I, it. I go see him tomorrow. Actually, I'm on a little tour right now, Aww. so well, still daddy's girl. Please tell him hello. Oh no problem. Send you know I'm a Facetime you. Oh yeah, yeah. we should we should Facetime him right now. We gotta forewarn him. Hilarious. Well, he does. He, he had an iPhone. Mm-hmm. He had to get. He said he don't like people looking at him. <laughs> When he don't have control, because he can accidentally call somebody. So he went. When he when when I first called him when we got him an iPhone, he answered reaction? it. He answered it. And right? we had the phone to his. It face. was. I saw his ear. <laughs> I said, "Daddy, why am I? Li- oh, oh, oh! How you hold this thing yeah, in front of your face? How about that?" That is so. <laughs> so yeah, funny. It's funny. So now that, um, tell me more about you have your new consulting business. Yes. Um, where can people find you? How does that work? You okay. know. So, um, actually, it's relatively new. I just started. You probably because I started my private practice. I know. <laughs> in Los Angeles, it's called Tranquil Core. Tranquil Core. Tranquil Core. Um, so basically, the foundation of my practice is that um, at the core of us, we always. At the core of everyone, we we lie is our peace, our inner peace. Mm -hmm. But some people don't know it's there. Mm -hmm. We kind of seek outside of ourselves to find peace, whether it's um, something maladaptive as far as like either addiction or big words on us today. You know, maladaptive. You know, just trying to you know make you feel proud. So um, you know, we try to search outside ourselves to find our peace. So my practice is going to be based around. You know, people trying to discover their own story. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, people don't know their own story. And once they figure out their story and what they've been through and certain reasons why their behaviors or their responses to certain things, they can find that inner peace within their self. And with that, then let's work on your interpersonal and professional relationships to help you be a little more successful. I love how you're marrying clinical psychology and spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's what I. That's my practice. <laughs> I love it. That's so important because they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. and so often people want to put band aids or want to put kind of titles on or a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. They want to give you a diagnosis, mm-hmm. but they the piece is missing in connecting the dots mm-hmm. in terms of empowering people mm-hmm. to know that the solution often lies within you, mm-hmm. and the change that's required for your world to be outpictured different mm-hmm. is your eyes, your lenses, and how you change focus right. and perspective. Right. So I yeah, love so it. that's the thing. That's my thing now. So how do people, so do you work on a referral basis? I work on is referral it, base. Okay. Referral base. So if someone so, wants to come to you, what do they have to do? They got to call Keisha, candidly Keisha. <laughs> no, don't tell I'm them to do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Right now, they can. um, If they're trying to contact me, 
the main best way to contact me right now is through the foundation. Okay. Um, the website is um, HakeemForKids.com. That's H-A-K-I-M, uh-huh. the number four, K-I-D-S dot com. Okay. And um, you can message me there. Um, for you, or you want to? Um, is there like a contact button? Or mm-hmm, there is a okay. contact button. They can reach me there. Oh, mm-hmm. very very nice. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of um, Hakeem for Kids Foundation, you, what is your Instagram, or do you have any of that social yes. media stuff? Yes, I have all that. Okay, so the what are we? Instagram, Twitter mm-hmm. is Hakeem for Kids. H a k i m the number four k i d s. Mm-hmm. And um, we have a Facebook page, which is just under the Oz Hakeem Foundation. And that's with the A-Z, not the O-Z. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about and my, that. And um, my Instagram and Twitter handle is Queen Hakeem. Nice. Yeah. Is your page private? Is my page private? No. Okay. I switch it sometimes. You do? I switch it just in case. Oh. You know, you might meet like that crazy looking guy at the um, at an event and he oh, sees your name. Which, yeah. And then you have to like switch it to private real quick. hope they forgot about you in 48 hours and open it back up oh you got jokes hilarious so what else what do you have coming down the pipelines for the summer for um the foundation this summer um we are doing uh we have our hikes we just introduced tutoring okay so we now provide free tutoring for the youth in la and um See the Georgia Aquarium. I mean, not Georgia. I'm not in Georgia. I'm in Georgia right now. Like you going to the Georgia Aquarium? What day? I'm coming. Aquarium in the Pacific in Long Beach. So we're going to take our families there this summer during the break. So really excited about that. Well, cool. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of you, and I can't wait to see all that you have coming up. And I'm excited because you're coming back for Camp Kizzy this year. Yes, I am Camp Kizzy. I will be in the house. I am so excited about Camp Kizzy this year. It is coming together so gonna, amazingly well. I'm going to watch some, this going to date me, but I'm going to watch some Bug Juice, old Bug Juice episodes. you remember that show? Uh-uh. It's like a camping show on Disney called Bug Juice. I'm going to watch that so I can, like, you know, be one of those camp counselors. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm I'll scared. be the strict one. Oh, goodness, I'm scared. <laughs> Whatever, because we're, we're doing something a little more woodsy this year. We we were thinking of, we would been kind of tossing some stuff up, but I'm really excited to get back to basics mm-hmm. with the girls this I year. I love camping. I love it. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, bring my own toilet paper though. It's, we're doing like nice camping. Like, <laughs> Are we glamping? Are we glamping? It's, it's borderline. It's not all the way glamping. <laughs> it's not all the way. But, you know, these kids, you can't, you got to ease them into mm-hmm. it. Are they going to have Wi-Fi? That's what they No. Yes. We're making sure there's no Wi-Fi. Yes. Um, but yes. we're going to have so much to do, and it's mm-hmm. so nice mm-hmm. that they're not going to miss it. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine. That's great. I'm excited. I know the first. It's going to be really nice because that's one of the big questions. What's the Wi-Fi code, Miss Mama Keisha? What's the Wi-Fi what's code? The what's wifi the, code? There is no Wi-Fi, bitch. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> that was funny. I don't say that to the kids. I didn't laugh. I thought it was hilarious, personally. So yeah, I was kidding. I'm excited for us just to go and disconnect and have a really, really good yeah. time. I'm trying to think. what else. Oh, so it's funny. Um, I know we've talked about, you know, all of the serious stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, everything. But mm-hmm. we're both goofy as can be. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about what I was going to, what picture I was going to post um, to, I'm going to do a throwback, a throwback uh because we, you know, we record the shows ahead Don't of time. Post any videos. No, I'm not. I'm doing a throwback Thursday post from my 35th birthday of us. 
Why are you laughing, Mama? <laughs> Mom is in the background dying laughing because I had the best birthday party ever. Did she? For my 35th? I wonder who some of the people that stood out that birthday. <laughs> yes, all of us did. We were all off the chain in the most amazing way. Amazing. Um, the crazy thing is I started, you know, my birthday was just um, a couple weeks ago, like a week and a half ago. And I was like, man, it's time for me to almost start thinking about my 40th. Mm-hmm. I think we need to do this again. Mm-hmm. So just FYI. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going do down. It. I, I feel like we're going to revisit 35, but mm-hmm. in the 40-year-old You want to plan my 35? Ooh. Got two years. Ha, 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 ha. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we could sit and just chat for forever. But um, thank you. Thank you for coming Thank on you. today. This was fun. Yay. Anytime. Come back. You can come back. You can call in even if you're in L.A. Yeah, I'll call And in. when you guys have something coming up, don't hesitate to come back here to Candid Lakeisha. Candid Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, there's no music, but this is what we do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we just broke into our own song and dance. Work in a seat. Yes, simultaneously. <laughs> You got to have both. Like, you can't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You just have to be authentically who you are, and you can be an educated, sophisticated goofball. Mm-hmm. I personally am one, mm-hmm. and it's okay. But this is uh, Candidly Keisha, and just enjoy your weekend, guys. And I just encourage you to, in whatever little way you can, take some time to give, to pour into somebody else. At the end of the day, it's all about give back. It's about empowering. It's about leaving the world a better place than you left it. And it doesn't always take some, you know, massive effort to do it. Or, you know, like some so often people feel like they have to do this, like, huge, mm-hmm. grandiose mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. But it's as simple as... The little things. Sometimes it's as simple as opening a door, giving a smile, Mm -hmm. saying thank you, Mm -hmm. asking someone how their day was. Um, The person who you see, you know, like sometimes I'll even, if I'm in a store or something, buy the groceries for the Mm -hmm. person. And you don't even have to tell them. Right. Or buy someone something to eat. Right. You know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm not giving that bum my money because I don't know what they're going to do with Mm -hmm. it. But I always say the gift is your karma. What they do with it is theirs. Mm -hmm. So release it. Once you decide to do or to give in whatever way it is, whether it's monetary or not, Mm -hmm. you have to release it. Right. And just allow it to be what it is. Because you never know how you can change someone's life and what other people are going through. Mm -hmm. Like people never knew in your school, I'm sure, all that you were going through as a small child. You know, you'll just see the outward manifestation, the outward acting out. Mm -hmm. But it's important to always just empathize with people. Right. And never know. You never know. I know what they're going through. So I hope my Kinsley Keisha listeners go out and just do love. it. Love. Just love. It's all about love mm. with a beat. <laughs> <laughs> so don't pay us no mind. But we will be right back right here. Same time, same place. Next Friday. Kinsley Keisha. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.